0: Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the Founder and Chief Editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And our guest today is Antoine Robillach. He's VP of Withings Health Solutions. Welcome, Antoine. Hey,
1: John. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, excited for this discussion. I've seen Withings for... Man, probably a decade when I first saw you at CES or something. <laughs> but the company's gone through quite an evolution, uh, and you you have a, a, some new scales that we want to talk about. But before we dive into those, tell us a little bit about yourself and with Intel Solutions.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, as you said, my name is Antoine. Uh, I lead the health solution division at WeThings. I've been at WeThings for quite some time. It's been ten years in in various roles, um, all the way until what 2019, um, when we created this health solution division dedicated to the healthcare industry. Um, so, what, what what is it? What do we do? It's, it's actually quite easy. Um, you know, WeThings we've I mean, you've followed us for, for uh, some time, so you know what we do. We, historically, we were a consumer company. Uh, we develop powerful health devices um, that find their way in the daily routine of, uh, of users that people like to use, enjoy to use, use over the long time. Um, and since a few years, we're bringing this expertise uh, to the healthcare industry to help our partners uh, retrieve data from the daily life of their, uh, their patients Thanks to this expertise in user experience, thanks to services and solutions that we've built uh, on top of it. Um, So we're really this, I would say this enabler of the digital health industry.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, to be frank, it's really actually hard for me to keep up with all of the Withings innovations that are happening, the pace of releases that you've had. So help us understand kind of the various scales that you offer and, and kind of the differences between each of the different types of scales that you offer.
1: Yeah, so the, the, the I think scale is a part of our business. Um, sure, we invented the smart scale what 15 years ago, uh, and wow. I saw you had you actually had an article uh, on this uh, 15 years
0: ago. Uh, so thank- I was gonna say maybe it was 15, not 10 years ago that I was seeing. CES. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're yeah. just making me feel old. Thank you. No, it's <laughs> good, though. It's been a long time,
1: it's been a long time. So, we invented that first smart scale back then, uh, with this idea of empowering people with their data. Um, so back then, you would step on it, it would give you your weight, show that in an application. Uh, and since this past 15 years, uh, we've worked on how can we get more out of that simple gesture that everybody knows how to do. Everybody knows how to step on a scale. Um, now, the question is, how can we get more measurement, more biomarker, more information out of that single um, gesture from the patient? How do we find our way in their daily routine? How do we help them um, understand their, their their data and their trend? Uh, so we've released a variety of different scales with more or less um, measurement. Um, what you have to understand, I think, is we have a consumer business and we have a healthcare business. Uh, okay. So the products are a little bit different. Uh, here, when you, you mentioned Body Pro 2, um, Body Pro 2 is really a device for our healthcare business. Um, and and um, one of the difference between these two uh, businesses in the devices is the connectivity. Um, so, Body Pro 2 is a cellular scale. Um, which might not make sense in the, in the consumer market, um, but in the healthcare industry, it's actually quite game-changing uh, because it allows to not need a smartphone, not need an installation. You ship a scale to a patient and it already works. As a patient, you open the box, step on the scale, the data flows back to your provider, you have nothing to do, you don't need to understand how how technology works. So happy to go into all the different scales that we have, but I think that's the biggest difference, I would say in terms of the the, the, the two markets.
0: So the body and the body Pro are are Wi-Fi scales for the most part, I think, right? So that use the Wi-Fi to connect, but you have to connect it. You're saying the body Pro Two is a is a next generation cellular scale that uses, you know, just like your cell phone to be able to connect. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, I know. So the the body is a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth scale. Body okay. Pro was already a cellular scale. For forever, we. I mean, for a long time, we've believed in Wi-Fi. Um, we don't really believe in Bluetooth for devices uh, that are at home. We believe in Bluetooth for devices that are on you uh, yep. because the other thing that is on you is your phone. So the connection is, is easy. Yep. At home, we believe in Wi-Fi uh, because it's much more convenient for the for the end user. Sure. And in the healthcare industry, we felt that it was still a little bit too complicated. I mean, you can create the most easy-to-use devices. There mm. will still be people that just... They don't they don't have a phone or they don't know how to use that phone. And we want it, it to be accessible. So concretely there is a sim card in there. There's a sim card that makes
0: the connection instead of the phone. Interesting. So does the body pro and the body pro two measure the same things? One's just cellular and one's not, or or you know, help me understand the difference other than you know, cellular acts. But it sounds like the body pro is cellular as well.
1: Yeah, the, the body. so you, if you want to compare between the two businesses, Body Pro is the healthcare version of Body. Um, then we have Body Pro 2, that's the scale that we announced recently. Um, and this is our next generation uh, cellular scale that measures much more than, than just weight. Um, the idea here is... Um, We've been in the market for, what, four years with a cellular scale. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of patients have stepped on that scale. So we've learned a lot. Um, And we wanted to go further. We wanted to go further in think of three pillars. Um, One is the patient experience. Okay. How do we go further in designing experiences that entice the patient, that motivate them to come back, to step on that scale, uh, to generate more and more data? Um, the second one is the partner experience. How do we make it even easier for our partners, which are care teams, for example, to um, integrate devices and data in their daily uh, workflow to better take care of their patients? You know this, our partner, what they know to do is to take care of patients. Yeah, uh, Hardware is hard. So we will we, we take care of that hard part. Um, And the third element is new biomarkers. So in the same spirit of what I was saying earlier, uh, that simple gesture that people uh, know how to do, uh, how do we gather more data from that? So we're adding uh, body composition measurement here, but we're also adding a new module specific for for patients with diabetes that I'd love to uh, deep dive into.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. The Body Pro 2 has the first health module that is prescription only, which I think is interesting. You know, we've talked about prescribing digital health for a long time. This is kind of a, an interesting twist on that. But you know, it's the first one that's prescription only and it's designed to improve the care options for patients with diabetes. So talk to us more about this module and and why does it need a prescription to be able to do it?
1: Uh, This is a regulatory requirement uh, as a a, a medical device Uh, So to enable that measurement we need a prescription from a provider that assesses that that specific patient is in need of this this measurement to uh, monitor his condition. The, The idea of this module is how do we help prevent the largest complication of diabetes uh which is the diabetes peripheral neuropathy um, we we think a lot about the the, the eye complication when we uh-huh. can diabetes uh, sure. we unfortunately tend to forget about the foot uh, mm-hmm. but this is the largest uh, the largest challenge i would say um and with this module we want to help prevent this uh, this complication uh, to uh, a low for a better care of of patients with diabetes.
0: Interesting. I mean, I've known a lot of people with diabetes had to get limbs or you know stuff chopped off because I assume it's addressing that. Is what's what's it measuring? You know, in the the you know it can't just be weight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be some more advanced biomarkers. Can you help yeah. us understand what's it measuring to be able to understand? You know, I guess the deterioration of the limbs or or of your feet.
1: So, so we the the measurement is called the electrochemical skin conductance, okay. ESC. Um, it comes from uh, we we acquired a company a while back that is called uh, Pseudoscan. Uh, it was in twenty one um, that has been developing for years this uh, hospital grade device that measures this specific score that we're talking about to help okay. prevent for. Uh, to help prevent the, the, the peripheral neuropathies. Um, so, what we did is that we integrated this technology into a scale. Um, so now you just have to step on that scale to get that hospital grade uh, measurement. We've proven the, 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 the equivalence between the two measurements in a, in a, in a study that is published uh, to show that it's pretty much the same to just step on the scale or go to the to, to that uh, to that hospital visit. Wow. The idea is what? The idea is um, up to 70% of patients with diabetes will develop a peripheral neuropathy in their lifetime. Um, so it's, it's a huge number. Um, today, there is a care pathway for these people. Uh, so when you have diabetes, the American Diabetes Association will invite you to uh, get an annual foot exam um, to assess to what extent your feet is in uh, is at risk. The problem is that this process today doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Because people don't go to get their annual foot exam. And and we've seen studies uh, saying that sixteen percent of patients living with diabetes go and get their annual foot exam. Sixteen percent. Wow. It's it's a oh, no. lot. <laughs> um, so, because they don't go, they don't get treated for this, they don't, they don't detect this complication, they're not properly um, taken care of for their food health. Um, and we see uh, things like diabetic foot ulcer uh, in the rise. And we see that I think it's almost 25% of patients with, di- with diabetes will develop uh, diabetic foot ulcer uh, over time, which has a huge impact, of course, on, on their quality of life, uh, but also on the overall cost to the system. Um, So our answer to that is to say, wait, what if we could measure that measurement at home uh, on the population of patients living with diabetes to help prevent for that neuropathy? Um, Because we know that if you detect it early enough, then you can have an impact on it. Um, So that's that's the whole idea uh, behind this scale.
0: Well, and since it's get being given with a prescription, I assume the data goes back to the doctor for them to analyze it and, and address it properly, right? Yeah, so we, we give them back uh, through our APIs
1: or through our monitor, uh, remote monitoring solution. Um, we give them a score that is, a, let's say a, a risk score of, of, of this complication and guidelines on how to understand that score and what to do depending on the, on, the, on, the, on the different thresholds.
0: Interesting. Well, it sounds like this is just kind of the start of the health modules. When I saw the announcer, it said the first health modules, <laughs> which <laughs> implies the, you know, the, there's other things. What else is on the roadmap for, for this and maybe other scales that, why, with things?
1: So there is a variety of things. First, I think that the ESC score as we know it today This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of the information we can gather with that that score. Um, And it's not us like creating that new thing and and advocating it to the world. Um, Pseudoscan has 10 years of uh, clinical trial and and, and research papers showing the the, the evidence around the the prevention of the peripheral neuropathy. Um, We think it can be much more. Uh, We think it's, I actually think that it's a breakthrough in the care, in the way we care for patients with diabetes, uh, because today we help to prevent for complications, Uh maybe tomorrow um, we help, we understand much more the, 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 let's say the patient journey. Uh, for patients living with diabetes, we are just at the beginning. So we're starting to do new studies. We're starting to work with partners to uh, to see what else can we get from this data. Um, and that's really something on which we think is quite uh, is quite strong. Um, what we like to do is to learn from what we have. Um, and I'll give you an example. Um, six years ago, seven years ago, we released our first sleep mat. I don't know. Are you familiar with that product? Yep. I have one as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we released that sleep mat. And after looking at the data we were generating uh, in, in the real world uh, on, on, on our users, we realized that we were seeing more than what we thought we were seeing. And we realized that we were actually detecting um, sleep apnea events. Wow. And so we we, we researched that, that data, we analyzed the data, we created new algorithms, we went through the regulatory bodies. So the the sleep, the the sleep analyzer is a clear device in Europe. We still have some work to do in the US to bring that measurement to, to the US, but in Europe it's cleared as a medical device for the detection of sleep apnea. Um, so this philosophy is, is really what is we think. So we we put a product on the market and then we learn and, and, and go further. And that's what's gonna happen with this CSC measurement. And so that's one part. How do we go further around the but I think we can go further into more um, chronic conditions. Uh, I think we can, we think, can have a role in the management of the patients uh, in various chronic conditions. Uh, so you could think of, uh, of course, uh, we talked about diabetes. Um, what can we do? What can be our impact on uh, cardiovascular diseases? What can be our impact on uh, sleep apnea that we just uh, that we just mentioned? Um, our long-term vision and idea is to provide care teams with scores to better understand what's going on with their patients. So this is, you'll hear a lot about us over the next few years, uh, building these different scores.
0: And I think that's the interesting evolution of what you're working on. Because, you know, when I look at it, and I wrote an article probably a decade ago, I said the problem with so many of the wearables out there is they're not medically relevant. You know, it turns out steps, you know, even weight to some extent, right? It it has, you know, minimal medical relevancy. I mean, sure, over time that, you know, weight matters, right? You know, and some different things, but many of the measures were so simple that, you know, like, okay, let me give all my step data to the doctor. The doctor's like, what do I even do with this, right? Talk to us about and help us understand where we're at kind of on the science of this clinical, clinically validated biomarkers from the scales, from the other devices. You have a great watch that lasts 30 days, which is incredible for a smartwatch, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, you know, where are we at, you know, in kind of clinically validating these biomarkers as opposed to where we were 15 years ago when I first saw Withings and it was like, okay, here's your weight and here's some steps or, you know, you know, even the sleep back then was pretty basic, right? Uh, You know, how far have we come and where's the science at on understanding the clinically clinical relevance of these biomarkers?
1: There There are two answers to this question. One is, yeah. First only the idea of being able to measure whatever biomarker at home and give this data back to the care teams, in itself, is already a success. Yeah. Uh, the, the, um, if, we talk, if we think about hypertension, um, yes, you can think of this as, a, as, a, as an easy measurement. We've been monitoring hypertension forever, uh, blood pressure forever. Um, but forever, we've also been relying on one single measurement in the doctor's no. office every year to treat a patient, with, uh, with to give drugs to, to, to a patient. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. So I think that that part first is already extremely important. And now to your point, yes, of course, how do we reassure? How do we provide confidence to uh, these care teams, to these doctors uh, on the accuracy of the the measurement? And that's what we've been working on quite a lot over the past few years. And if you follow us, you've seen that uh, there has been a shift in the company. Pretty much all our new devices are medical devices, are regulated by, by the regulatory bodies. Um, we spent a lot of efforts working on um, validation studies. And I think now the next step is to go further than the validation study and to prove the impact on the management of the patient. So that's what I was referring to with the with the ESC before. Uh, I think we still have a lot of work to do to, to, to show care teams what will happen. What will happen if we give this scale to a patient and they step on that scale um, what will happen over time how it will impact their risk of diabetic ulcer? how it will impact further complications um so it's not only about uh, regulatory clearance anymore i think now it's about uh, clinical evidence and how do we prove the the, the impact and that's really our, our our big focus these days i wow. hope I'm, you know, your question
0: no that makes sense uh yeah, I mean, I think there's so much that can be talked about in this regard, and it sounds like Withings is investing deeply in uh, in kind of that clinical side of things and, and making them more, you know, I, I always said that about these devices. I was like, until the FDA gives the stamp of approval, doctors won't feel the same about it. And <laughs> I agree. And, and, and I you're seeing that, thing. right? <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think it's a good thing. Uh, the, the... Doctors need reassurance that the data they are using to care for their patient is valid, is legit, um, and 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 I support this kind of uh, this uh, this this ambition and, and this need, and it aligns very much with with what we do. Um yeah. The, So yeah, fully fully aligned with this. Yes, you talked about the watch. You talked, pretty much all our devices now are uh, are medical devices.
0: Yeah. Well, it's amazing to see the evolution. Uh, You know, uh, I step on one of your scales every day, and uh, sometimes I'm happy, and sometimes I'm disappointed. (laughs) It's amazing the emotional reaction I get every morning when I step on it. Like, how did I do yesterday? (laughs) But thank you for saying this. It makes me actually think
1: about two things when you say that. One is you're you're living proof that um, people engage with our devices. On a regular basis, I don't know if, since how long you've had that scale, um, but probably a while, and you're still stepping on it every day. Uh, that's proof that we found our way into your daily routine. So that's proof that it serves you in a way, um, and 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 that's this helps us a lot in the healthcare industry uh, because you know patients, a patient that is sick, they don't want to be reminded of it every day. Uh, They don't want to to have to do uh, uh, medical things every single day. So it's a challenge to to find your way into their daily routine. Uh, And we're leveraging that consumer experience uh, for that. And then you mentioned that you don't want to see the weight every day. And we have now a solution for that uh, on the Body Pro 2, because we worked with um, obesity clinic and and, and researchers around that specific challenge.
0: Hmm.
1: People don't want might not want to see their weight every day, and it might discourage them from stepping on the scale. But the fact is they have care teams that are waiting for this data, that need this data to, to take care of. It. If you If you think of a patient with CHF, for example, you need their weight measurement very frequently to make sure that everything goes well. Uh, so if that patient doesn't step on the scale because he doesn't want to face the the, the number on the scale, it's a problem for his for his uh, for his care. Um, so we have an option on the scale to just disable that screen. It seems surprising a scale that doesn't show your weight, <laughs> but it's sure. a scale that will motivate you, that will tell you "congrats for coming back" uh, and and give you some little motivational messages while capturing your weight and giving that measurement to your care teams uh, so that they can do their job without you having to face that uh, that number.
0: Well, I do like that it has little moments of joy. As I recall, it was like a happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, You've in, integrated some nice Easter eggs. Here's a personal story I think you'll enjoy too. I had a GI issue and I basically couldn't eat for five days. And I'd step on the scale each day, seeing how I was doing. And I saw that I'd lost 15 pounds and I knew that it was something serious and I I needed to go to the hospital. You know, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have realized how much weight I'd lost. I I felt it right. I felt like a zombie, (laughs) but you know, the the number gave me a visual understanding. It's like, Hey, my goal weight was this. And I'm 10 below my goal weight. Like something's wrong and I need help. So anyway, it was helpful for me in many ways.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad we've been uh, able to uh, play a little role in, in that uh, in, in, in your journey, and it's it's something that the, the teams that we think really love is that we get these stories all the time, yeah. um, and and it's it's very impactful, you know, for all these people working on building these devices and these solutions uh, to realize that. We can have uh, play a little role. It's it's an extremely small part what we did here in this specific example, uh, right. but we had a little role to to help somebody uh, better care for for themselves. So it's those are great stories and, and thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Antoine, I appreciate you taking time to talk with us and share about the new Body Pro 2. We'll definitely be watching uh, with to see what else comes out. And thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting applications. Thanks, Antoine.
1: Thank you very much, Jen.